0: Welcome to drunk valorant episode 110 we're here minus one cast plus one blade 45 welcome back mr blade how are you doing today
1: doing all right a little Glad bit about it. the games mm, yeah you know, yeah
0: welcome to the club
2: buddy <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, well we'll get right into it
1: uh what are you drinking tonight okay so i'm mm-hmm. drinking uh an ipa from uh three floyd's brewing company which is uh a little bit north of me in Indiana, called Zombie Dust. Um, It's really good. It's kind of like one of the OG, like, craft beers before, like, the scene started exploding. There was like, oh, you got that? Holy shit. But, I mean, it's still good now, just not as, like, mythical as when it was (laughs) introduced. Interesting.
0: I I have actually had that beer before, and (laughs) I found it very underwhelming. Certainly not bad, but not... Nothing to write home about was my take on it. But if you're enjoying I, I it, I think I agree. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. But it was like mythical back in the day.
2: <laughs> got
0: it. Got it. So it, it was one of the OGs that, you know, has been perhaps surpassed by the young guns, but still has its place. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I just like that it comes in a bottle. Oh, Not yeah. a lot of beers come in bottles anymore. You know? I mean,
0: the, the ones cool, out here uh, come in cans. It's a cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah cool art on it really still. Cool. Zombie dust.
0: Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, there's another Three Floyd's beer that shoot. I think I had it on um, podcast recently. Uh, Arctic Panzer Wolf. Uh, I've heard of it. Yeah, that one I really liked. Uh, that was fantastic. I, I, I little think little I
2: remember you having that. that.
3: Yeah, that's another. It's
0: beer. possible like, I, of, I had it of off pod and talked about it. I don't know.
2: Of the Three Floyd's, did you ha- like? Do you know like orange, blue, and pink? Are the, are those the three or? <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> oh, I man. think so okay (laughs) that's great see i i can laugh at those jokes because i know that they're good even though i don't get the reference that that happens a lot on podcasts.
2: (laughs) sorry pink floyd is the reference (laughs) <laughs>
0: oh, and they have three different colors, I think, Floyd?
2: No, 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 just just that oh. being one of the, full, the oh, Floyds. Oh, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, it, it. yeah, that, I mean, mm. sorry to, to explain the joke, but it wasn't a really good one to begin with, so I'm okay explaining it.
0: Well, well that's what I was saying. Like, y- your jokes, I really like your style of humor, so I know that I'm never going to, like, look bad in my eyes for laughing at a joke of yours that I don't understand because I know I would have laughed had I got the reference yeah. in the first place. Uh, while we're talking about you, Chase, what beer are you drinking or drink? Are you drinking?
2: Uh, I'm drinking a Fernie brewing company, plum orange sour. Uh, mm-hmm. This one is called double take. And uh, you don't really have to do a double take with this one. It's a uh, pretty standard for a sour, nothing to nothing to write home about. Really
0: plum orange, uh, you said
2: plum orange, I'm not a big. Good. I mean, I guess I like fresh plums. Like plums are pretty good, but mm-hmm. that it really doesn't come through in the beer. It's not as like tart plum tasting as I would have liked. Um, it's just it's kind of like a mild orange sour, and it's it's not bad. Like it's very uh very easy drinking and um tastes good, but it's not nothing that
1: I haven't had before. You know. Mm-hmm. Yep. I thought they'd be able to get some of that tartness out in a sour because. It can be yeah, that's that's always James what I'm hoping, hard. right.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like I like the punch you in the face with a uh, sour sour right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, same as me, same as me. It, it's nice to have that. Uh, there's a, a brewing uh, a brewery near here called Peabody Heights that has sours that have like this really like watery taste. Like the fruit flavor is there, but like there is no bite at all. And I'm just like, what is this shit? Like it's it's terrible.
1: So yeah, I'm not yeah, sure. like a watered down juice. That exactly. That's what it, it yeah. tastes like.
0: It's like it's not doesn't even taste like beer at all.
1: Yeah, just make it a cider yeah. at that point.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, over here, I have I have yet to crack it because I this is a single can that I bought and I wanted to have a, a live podcast reaction. But this is the uh secret machine apple pie a la mode. I have had a couple times on podcast before, including recently the cherry pie a la mode, but I have never had the apple before. I am almost 100% sure that I will love this, but let's see. Yeah, because
2: you really do like the cherry one, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I I asked you a question as you were drinking the beer, but um, yeah, you said it's one of your favorites, so I assume that this one will uh, not fall far from the previous. Yeah, the apple didn't fall far from the tree. (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) I do slightly prefer the cherry one, I think, just because the cherry flavor cuts through a little bit more but it's still amazing. I mean, uh, you guys definitely got to have one of these uh dessert uh smoothie sours. Although smoothie sour is is what it's it's called fruit smoothie beer. Uh smoothie might be a little exaggerated. It's just like slightly thicker than normal, but the taste is, you know, intense.
2: Yeah, yeah sweet, we're, we're just spoiled high. by heavy fruit being a smoothie sour because it, it right. That's why make so sure to clarify that. Yeah, a literal smoothie right. that. Like, yeah, this nothing is else not. compares <laughs> to it. Other smoothie yeah. beers, I think, have a right to call themselves smoothie beers. They're just not. What the other thing is a different category, like heavy
1: fruit. Yep. It's, own it's Like when you have heavy fruit being an eleven, yeah, everything I mean, like it's a seven or eight on the scale. It's like, what is this shit? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, but you it's had still Cass you know it can still his... be
0: good. Yeah, you had cast letting, like, a dozen heavy fruits go bad and still drinking them because he, he liked them so much. But
2: <laughs> well, he was out of town and hired somebody to go grab them for him.
0: Yeah, and the hired help, you know, hired help not being very good.
1: <laughs> Guess he didn't pay him enough. <laughs> yeah. uh, just left them on his oh, bed. Oh, you one of those in, putting the putting in the fridge? Yeah, yeah no. You did more than no. 20 fucking bucks, you cheap ass. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah you hired me to get them from the liquor store to your room I'm not going any further than that yeah yeah
1: I just threw them down I just I didn't even see Mm -hmm. (laughs) classic FedEx worker just yeeting it Mm
2: -hmm. Exactly. I did walk past like a a mail truck the other day and they were just fucking yeeting packages into the back of the truck and I was like wow like Mm-hmm. you know you see videos like that all the time but just seeing it in person is like oh i should pack my <laughs> stuff pretty well if i'm gonna ship it <laughs> yeah yeah
0: yeah most people just you know after your 10th package of the day you just run out of fucks to They're get just it.
2: fucking throwing but like yeah how how do you sort that doesn't wouldn't it be easier if you like put them in nicely to then like take them out nicely i feel like if you just toss them into the back you gotta sort through every package to figure
1: out where the one you need is Maybe it's easier to sort through it once you've like gotten them all in, and then that's when you do it.
2: Yeah, maybe it's just not his job, and it's just gonna dump the truck somewhere, and somebody else has to sort through it anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone else's problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what, do, uh, what is the Canadian Postal Service called, by the way? Canada Post. Okay. that's about as much as i expected but you know (laughs) not a great
2: acronym that's that's for sure (laughs) no it is
0: not (laughs) yeah you could maybe you could have like services on the end so cps something like that (laughs) yeah no no, that sounds like uh, child protective services which is still confusing
2: yeah no no cps is not a good one either yeah Mm -hmm. um canada post is what everybody says there's no usps acronym it is just canada post i mean it's pretty short you don't really need an acronym for that yeah yeah
1: Three well, lest lest need.
0: our podcast become a drunk shipping discussion, <laughs> uh, let's dive into the reason why we have the man, the myth, the legend, Mister Blade himself here, which is talking about the the start of the pro season, particularly with a focus on Americas. Although knowing Blade, he might have you know done some deep dives on other regions as well. Uh, so well, I guess, I mean, so uh... I guess, Blade, do you want to start in a particular aspect of the pro scene?
1: Uh, I'll just say I. Did catch a little bit of the T1 bleed game because Yay is my goat. Mm-hmm. Definitely not because I was up till 5 a.m. regardless playing Rocket League with my friends or anything like that. So, nothing wrong with that. Did you guys see the tech pause for that? It was like three hours long. That's insane. What?
0: I heard about it after the fact. I did not know it was happening. Actually-
1: yeah, it was like ridiculous. There was like, I think like Zelsis, all these people were like, yeah, I'll watch this. It's like at a reasonable time. They're like, watch like the first game or two or something. And then they're just like Uh when is it gonna start? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like, saw
0: that the uh that riot announced they were refunding tickets for everyone who showed up, it was that bad.
1: Wow. Yeah, which is fair to do. I think that's equitable and it's hard to there's only so much you can do, especially if it's a new arena. Like everything's yeah. being set up and now it's like, oh I we're running it live. There's always gonna be fuck ups, but refunding everything yeah. is cool.
2: I mean, three hours, that's a long, long time. Like, what broke down? The computer system? Like, the actual LAN network? Something serious must have gone
1: down. I don't don't know. I think it was, like, some super weird audio issues. Like, I think Rossi, who was, like, having the issues uh, from an A, he was like, yeah, we even during his game, like, after it was, like, fixed as best as it could, it was still not right. It's like, weird. That's not good.
0: There was a tech pause at the start of um, Energy Furia uh, for Breeze yesterday. And the tech pause was because they had the game loaded up on <laughs> on the wrong patch. So Halls was still closed.
1: <laughs> so
3: That's a bit of an oversight, yesterday. yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm not really sure how that happens, but pretty funny. Did you know Chad was in the chat? It's like, can we just please run with this? Like, I, yeah. I was cooking up strats for 10 years. And then you motherfuckers had to open up halls again. Yeah. You know, that's how he was. Although, maybe he has some strats that maybe he loves the
0: potential of halls, and so he actually was happy to have it. Who knows?
1: Uh, I think it was an underground coup from
2: Riot trying (laughs) to, say, close halls up up again.
0: Yeah. Yep. Oh, and it probably would be good, before we go too far, to announce that we are recording this uh, late in the evening uh, on the 17th, uh, Saturday. So we've seen... The first uh, four matches, Group A and Group B matches for NA, we have not seen uh, the Group C matches for NA. Um, and speaking for myself, I've literally only watched NA, and I have seen some of every game. Um, Whereas Blade stepped into a little bit, you know, overseas. And, and Chase, you were saying you didn't see the Group A, but you saw the Group B today?
2: Yeah, I saw today's matches. Um, yeah, Hundred Thieves, Lev, and uh, Sentinels Loud. Mm-hmm. So those were both uh, both disappointing for me, but, you know, we'll we'll get over it. We live and learn. Yep, yep.
0: I mean, uh, maybe we should kick things off by saying, <laughs> yeah. were there any uh, players that really stood out to you as you've been watching the game so far?
1: Oxy, for sure. I mean, he was like, going to be one of the ones I brought up, I, yeah. I mean, I knew that kid was good, but goddamn, can the boy frack.
2: <laughs> yeah. He's,
1: like, 18 years old, and he's just ridiculous. He had, like, the first two aces and, like, that one on Lotus was just ridiculous. I'm like, how do you do this, man? <laughs> like, yeah. was that the was, was the time that he just like walked into sight with a sheriff
0: and killed four people? That might not have even been an ace. That might have been just a different 4K. But I saw that. I, I was like, that, I don't think it how? was that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he had some insane rounds, and it's exciting to see someone make the jump to tier one that effectively, that immediately.
1: Mm-hmm. It was against MIBR, though, so it's like I'm. I'm excited to see what happens uh, for the NRG match because it it was very chaotic. And I don't know if that's like what Cloud9 is like going to do. It's like, oh, we're the chaos team. We're kooky. And then you have to try Mm -hmm. to find order in the chaos. Or if it's just like, oh, we're just, we're not that good yet. (laughs) But yeah, the chaos could be
2: some, uh, some growing pains is what you're saying.
1: Yeah. It's like, is it? Like, planned chaos, or is it, oh, yeah, that was messy, but, you know, we pulled out. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, I didn't watch the first two games at all, right? But they mm-hmm. seemed, based on the scores that I saw this morning, like, they went pretty much as expected. Now, MIBR did take a map off of Cloud9, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and the other maps were close. Like, nothing was, like, a blowout, and nothing was, you know, you know, quadruple over time. Although one of the bleed games was. Um
1: yeah. It ended up, like, eighteen sixteen, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah, which is crazy. But no, in in North America, yeah. it seemed like the those first two matches kind of went as expected.
0: Yeah, I, I, will say, them, uh, though. I was kind of impressed by okay. both of the teams that were, you know, slated to lose. I thought both of them put up a pretty solid fight
1: of Furia and mm-hmm. MIBR. I will say I do not think the Ascent game for NRG was close. Uh, it was... They started on attack, and they got 6-6 after, like... There's, like, some heroics. I forgot exactly who was doing it. Um, they ended up getting 6-6. Uh, Furia won pistol, and then they just lost every round after that. Your pistol well, and bone... Or, which is very much go. an
0: Ascent thing. Like, if, you, if you're if you 6-6 after your defense half, then you're in a really bad spot on Ascent. Yeah,
1: definitely.
0: Yeah, and then they just got yeah. crushed.
1: So I was like, 13-8 doesn't look bad. It was pretty crushing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So...
0: But I think, and, you know, if you guys have a a different take, definitely do disagree with me because it would be some good drama. But I feel like NRG is clearly the team to beat this year uh, in Americas, and I think they're, you know, one of the top three teams
1: easily worldwide. Uh, And, yeah, for the people who don't know, uh, so NRG is keeping Crashies and Victor from their old roster. They're bringing back Mard from the Optic days, and he was on Sentinels last year. And then they brought in... uh, ethan and demon one uh from eg who they're kind of good i guess you know just want to something like that (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but i yeah i do think in terms of raw talent and like everything that you think about like a good team being it's like they have it except for the igl question but i feel like ethan can do it yeah he seems like he's good (laughs) or he's that good
0: Yeah, the the thing with Ethan is he seems like he's a very cerebral player in addition to just having insane mechanics. And he's always been very good at, like, the micro strategies in terms of, like, he's probably, you know, one of the top three best in the world at setting up players with his initiator utility in particular when he's playing an initiator. And so the jump to IGLing to go to the more macro side of things uh, seems like it makes sense. And so far, the initial signs are very good.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think... I think they're looking good, but I mean, I think, I think America's is honestly just so fucking stacked. It's pretty crazy. There's like, you can say like, there's like four teams that I would say are probably like in the top echelon in most people's opinion, which are NRG, Leviathan, Sentinels, and Loud. Those four like, not in any particular order. Yeah, probably. It's like, it's hard to place them in their particular area and with how well 100 thieves did despite losing Mm -hmm. you're kind of questioning like are they in that tier as well it's like is that what's gonna happen yeah Yeah, like what is the
2: tier
0: personally i think Mm -hmm. the tier is um energy and leviathan and then you know sentinels 100 thieves would you add anyone else in there probably not yeah sentinels 100 oh it's loud in there with
1: uh, oh, oh, oh! With NRG and, uh, Leviathan. Yeah, sorry,
0: I forgot about Loud for a minute. Yeah, Energy Loud, Leviathan,
1: top three. After what Su- Sadak did today,
0: you're going to forget about Loud.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he crushed I, our hopes and dreams.
0: Yeah, uh, Sadak had an insane game, and he, you know, as we're on the general topic of players who stood out, you can't not say him. That man was uh, balling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was telling, I was telling Chase that, like, you know, if you kind of forgot about, you know, didn't really remember who Aspas was, was a player. You could be forgiven given how well Loud did for watching, uh, you know, Loud play well against Sentinels and QCK having some good rounds and saying, oh, well, you know, maybe losing Aspas isn't that big of a deal. Like maybe QCK is just stepping into his role. And then you see Aspas play versus 100 Thieves. And, and you're just, like, oh, god, it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, they're Ospos- still losing something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's got that uh, impact for
1: sure. mm -hmm. Yeah, I do wonder when it comes to okay, uh, for people who didn't follow the matches uh, for the Sentinels loud game on ascent, loud had a crazy comp, and it's like I don't know if Sentinels loses that without or if they've seen it before. If this was like the second game that loud played this year was against Sentinels. Are you yeah, just, losing?
0: Yeah, just to be clear, for the uh, the Sentinels ran the you know long established ascent meta comp, which is Killjoy, Sova, Omen, Jet, KO, and Loud threw a total curveball with only one of those agents. Uh, sorry, no, two of those agents: uh, Breach, Viper, Phoenix, uh, and then KO and Omen. Uh, and I would say that the Phoenix you have seen as a change of pace pick on ascent, but the Viper Breach was really the you know, odd thing. And they got some very, you know, good value out of that.
2: Yeah, especially the Viper. There were a lot of situations where um, you could tell Sentinels was not expecting um, the Viper Util. Like, there were a few times uh, Loud would always throw this wall in mid on on their defense, and it would leave a little pocket um, right past Arches on the defender side. And there are like flashes through arches uh would just allow the person playing there to duck behind the wall, not get flashed, and then duck out. hmm Uh and mm-hmm. that got them yeah, a ton cool. of value on a few rounds. Where you're like, oh, Sentinels just didn't even realize that somebody could be there and not be flashed.
1: hmm Which kind of goes into what I was saying. It's like as soon as they see like if Sentinels had the film of today, like what happens? Like, in, yeah. if they had a rematch. So that's, yeah. like, kind of always a question.
0: I would say that, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see, though, if even later in the same tournament we see Loud switch up their comp on Ascent, if they feel like, you know, they, they've shown one of their hands. That, uh, you know, that's always been one of Loud's strengths, of having such great team coordination and strat cooking, that they've often pushed the meta in terms of how the game is played. And uh, I, I would not be surprised if if they pivot
1: again. Um,
0: potentially, we'll see.
1: hmm I, I will say in general though, like having these agent switch ups, like while having the descent or the ascent default comp is pretty boring, and I don't particularly like that. Having these insane shake ups is what I think makes Valorant a really compelling esport. Uh just it's like, oh, these boys were cooking all off season, they were spending six months or whatever not doing any off-season tournaments or anything, and they just hit us with this. They just they just slammed their shit down on the table. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, they were coping like, up
0: some strats. Oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely.
2: Okay, mm-hmm. one of my favorite stats about this game is, um, you know, okay, Saucy on Ascent, um, match MVP'd. Yeah, my guy right? he, he was 24 and 14. Popping off in with a, Yoden,
0: an absolute menace. Yeah, yeah. in
2: a game where uh, Sentinels kind of got rolled. It felt like that by the end of the game. Like mm-hmm. their their attack half was piss poor, but mm-hmm. um, saucy so match MVP'd, and it is apparently uh you know just par for the course playing Sova uh, on Sentinels. He has not won a single game with Sentinels where he has played Sova, despite it being the agent he has the by far the best stats on.
1: But that's mm-hmm. I think he won some in wow. the off season, but not like official VCT. Yeah. So, but. It doesn't matter. Or, like, off season's cool. I'm glad they won and did all these things, but doesn't count it's for the not stats. why you're playing. Yeah.
2: Right, right. Yeah, But just so having cooler. a 0% yeah. win rate on your best agent is insane. <laughs> yeah, that's got to suck for him.
1: As soon as he wins one, uh, Sentinels are winning champs. Going yeah. undefeated after.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: He was like, hey, rest of the team, figure your shit out. Because Saucy was spraying people down with the Odin. It was nuts.
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's but speaking it's, of uh, crazy players, uh, and Sova, Calm, he oh, was yeah. pulling some wild shit.
0: Man too. has not fallen off at all on the Sova. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. His ults are just devastating. Uh, it felt oh like yeah, yeah, he About was so
2: insane with the Sova
1: ult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was actually watching Wuhujin's co-stream. That's a pretty entertaining one. Uh, not that we're, we're not spoiled for choice, there's... A billion good co streamers to watch, but he's like, he's in awe of how he does it. He's like, people are like, hey, study it to teach. It's like, bro, I have no idea how he does it. He (laughs) just does it. And he always
2: knows where they
1: are and he fucking Mm. shoots them. I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) his motherfuckers like civil it's a thousand times a day to practice or something. (laughs) (laughs) As his teammates like going on jet and just like updraft and shit to where. Playing, he actually like, plays swift plays for, uh,
0: for practice so he can farm the alt orbs and just get off as many so-volts as possible. I said swift
1: plays. I meant yeah. spike rushes. Yeah. There you go. The real tech. You heard it here first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. Easy.
2: Okay, but speaking of the 100 Thieves um, uh Tongue game, because that one's fresh in our mind. Um, mm-hmm. One, 100 Thieves putting up a, a serious showing in a game that they were expected to get rolled in. Um, and yeah. that is, I think, majority due to the work of Bustio. Yeah, um, and it's Bustio twofold. went the fuck off in these games. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I think that's I twofold think... as well, because first, he was actually, you know, fragging very impressively, and then secondly, it was great to see for the first time in, like, I don't know, two years, 100 Thieves having <laughs> having competent IGL calling. Like, it was very cool to see mm-hmm. their mid-rounding make a ton of sense, and, uh, you know, they have some really cool strategy concepts. Like, I absolutely loved, on Bind, which was the the first map that they lost, what they did on Pistol of uh, Attack, so the the start of the second half, where um, they were initially grouped up towards B, and then they lost two people, uh, and killed one, so they were down. They were down, uh, you know, man disadvantage uh, three to four. They left their guy with Spike. I'm pretty sure it was B Long. And then they had uh, two people, Asuna and someone else, run all the way. Or, or they had already been making some progress in that direction. But basically, they just hit A fully. As if they were taking the site, like they didn't just, you know, fire some shots off, take the first couple peaks. They like fully walked onto site, like around dice halls, cleared the whole thing, like killed a player or two there, and then hit TP and came back to B just as their teammate was planting. <laughs> and I was like, mm-hmm. that is wild to see yeah, a full It's like the whole time execute. there's just
2: one guy with spike over on on B site still. Exactly, I think yeah, just see like... a full
0: execute without spike. It was just like wild. Mm-hmm. And it made sense because they knew they weren't gonna run into all four players there because they'd just been making some noise on B, so they knew, you know, at worst there was gonna be one more person than both of them and probably, you know, not even that. And I was like, wow, that's that's some uh strats right there. That was really cool.
1: I think that the like, Osbo's getting like two picks to start off the round. Wasn't that like you got like two Deagle headshots? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was just like something like that. So to, to win that pistol round is really cool and I don't just rounds are kind of iffy and like if it's the IGL it's full call but to commit to it and having Zix as a coach because um, I know him from the League of Legends days because he used to be a League of Legends coach uh, He's always like a touted coach being really smart about the game and thinking of it
2: and was the assistant coach for EG last year right wait he was a League yeah, of Legends a... coach I
0: did not know that
1: yeah, yeah really? they talked
0: yeah, about that so... a lot in the broadcast as well it, yeah. Interesting. I didn't wasn't paying attention, I guess.
1: His last head coaching position was all actually four hundred thieves for the twenty twenty one League of Legends season. <laughs> so, Did that team do well? Uh I don't remember that I one. I don't follow League. Twenty twenty one was a while all. ago. <laughs> yeah. I do follow it, but it's just been that's three years ago. <laughs> so, yeah, in the
2: broadcast like he started coaching for another org originally in league. And he brought like he brought them to like NA's first uh grand final or something like that.
1: Um
2: yeah. so that that was like the um I don't know, that that was his resume. It seems like it did probably didn't do too much on Hundred Thieves as a league coach, but is
1: now back to Hundred Thieves as a Valorant coach. So mm-hmm. pretty cool. And uh to give people context who don't know League of Legends at all, that's the best we've ever done. We've the best we've ever done is get the finals of the middle tournament, not even like the champions equivalent, like <laughs> yeah. we're dog shit in league. So to it's get North us America is. Yeah. Yeah. It's North America is complete dog shit. So getting us there, it's like a big deal. So that's cool. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a pretty impressive achievement. So,
0: but yeah, it was, it was yeah. great to see that. It seems like, even if, you know, maybe the roster isn't as good as some of the other rosters that the coaching and calling is finally, up to snuff, and as Chase was saying, Boostio's fragging was also a huge reason why they were so close in the game.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. the the game was Boostio versus OSPOS, but more so, like I was seeing, it was, a lot of the rounds were if we kill OSPOS, we win. Oh, yeah, that he was, was, was like very much so, the rain boss. So many rounds, it was oh, OSPOS is left alive in a 1v3. This shit is not, not going to 100. This is scary. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's got he's got a sheriff. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Doesn't fucking matter. He could have a sheriff, a guardian, a vandal, a classic. Who who cares? He's gonna ult his rain on Icebox and destroy all four people left alive.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. he had a hero vandal, and that was basically like the turning point uh, for that Icebox box game uh, on the attack side. Because by some miracle, a hundred thieves, they were down oh five. They brought it back to five seven. And then uh, they won, I think they won pistol, anti-eco, and bonus, but then Osboss yeah. hero bought a rifle and killed, like, three of them, and then they just won that round Is was like, okay, Osboss, we've paid yeah. your tax. Don't punish us more. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. He did. Unlucky. Yep. Unfortunate. Mm -hmm. But
0: yeah, it it was, it was interesting as well, seeing how the different roles are working out that, uh, Boostio played, uh, Gecko, I believe on both of the first two maps, uh, bind and split. And then he swapped the Gecko over to Asuna and played Killjoy, who is a, you know, longtime favorite of his. Uh, and did incredibly well on Icebox. However, Asuna did not do very well on the Gecko. Yeah, Asuna he,
2: did not very well. <laughs> right,
0: whereas he popped off mm-hmm. hard on the raise, uh on Split. Like, he was doing really well. Um, so I, I, I gotta yeah. wonder if they're gonna take a look at their their roles on Icebox again. But, uh, you know, maybe not. Maybe they're okay with if his util is good with him not having a lot of impact in the fragging.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of like what they have to do, I think, um, for Icebox, because... Um, Asuna doesn't really play Jet or shouldn't be playing Jet. He well, I mean, Cryo a, is a better Jet than him,
0: so. Yeah, yeah so, like, you want to have
2: enough. Cryo on the Jet on that map, and it's definitely not a Raze map where you want um, Asuna on the Raze, so. Mm-hmm. I mean, personally,
0: it would be kind of crazy and probably not good. I would love to see the double duelist Reyna Jet comp.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I mean, that could work be back pretty crazy. On
1: the yeah. I do think it's pretty interesting. Um, uh, Thieves, uh, taking books out of EG's Strapbook, uh, well, they they only two of their uh, two of their people, so it makes a little bit of sense. They had Cryo yeah. on Smokes for the first two maps, kind of like what Demon One was doing, because mm-hmm. I think it makes sense uh, if you don't have your... Uh, if you don't need a jet, or if the jet doesn't fit in how you want to do everything else utility-wise, then you can, you can slot them on Smokes, and they can play that more passive, kind of chamber-esque... Type deal, yeah, and definitely worked out on uh split, and I think there's gonna be more success going forward. I don't see any reason why it wouldn't,
2: yeah, I mean cryo was doing really well on the Astro on split, um the brimstone was you know okay on bind, but they didn't win the map, so clearly mm-hmm. leaves something to be desired. Mhm,
1: yeah, and the thing is, a lot of it is like you don't know if it's or there's always a the question. How much of it is, like, Levi- Leviathan doing stuff that is, like, shocking 100 Thieves versus, like, how much is 100 Thieves fucking up? Right. That's, like, for any game. Like, I think when it came to the Sentinel-Loud one, for example, it's like, I think both teams were playing well, and then Loud was just having these step-up moments more than Sentinel's mistakes, at least from my perspective. Mm-hmm. So it's it's hard to tell that, at least from us, without more... More VOD review at least, and I'm not doing that. That's for the do. <laughs> Unless one yeah. pay me 100 thieves, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, a little bit more on Sentinels. I really do like Tens going into the uh, the Omen role, um, and it was working really well for him on the first half of Split, I believe. Um, he had some pretty insane plays, and it we, we were all like, "Oh my god!" Like you know, Tens is popping the fuck off, and then they threw it away, but. Um, there is, there's glimmers of hope there for, for tens, obviously being a insane, uh, aimer. And then it seems like he's enjoying more so the, uh, um, the role of smokes kind of as we were talking about the same thing with, uh, with cryo and, and demon one, uh, putting those kind of people on, on smokes can work pretty well for your team comp. And then, uh, we saw it did not work out with tens and KO, like he was dog shit on KO in past seasons. So I'm glad that they've moved away from that.
1: Hmm. I would say like uh, uh, I would say like the crackhead duelists are like the ones you want on duelists 100% of the time versus mm-hmm. like the more measured ones it's like yeah they can they can move to other roles it's like for example I would never want oxy on something that's not like hyper aggressive
0: oh right but right. Okay.
1: having having demon 1 or cryo or um, Tens, it's like they don't need to be like that because it wasn't their just hardcore aggression that was defining their play was their insane shots and their OPing, which isn't Jet exclusive. Yeah. Jet no. helped, but not exclusive.
2: Yeah. And, and Crackhead is different than Toxic because Demon One is maybe the most toxic person I've ever seen play Valorant. Oh, yeah. So, that was
1: hilarious. <laughs> uh, in,
2: including calling Oxy the worst duelist on any tier one team.
1: I think it was yeah. just for content there. He was just like, uh, it was like in an energy hot ones parody. And they're just like, uh, who's the worst duels. And he's like, uh, see here's, I guess. So was the like question a specifically NA
0: or like all tier one?
1: I think it was NA. Yeah. Okay,
0: Cause if it was all tier a, one, that would be right, really good. like America's. <laughs> it was like, America's. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. Yeah. It, it still mm-hmm. is though. Pretty, you know, pretty rude and sets up some serious drama since energy and C9 are playing, uh, next week yeah I, um, I think
2: we can expect energy to win that game too but
0: yeah it'd be a huge upset if c9 were to take that that kind of comes mm-hmm. down to what i was saying that there are three teams that are that i expect to you know be at the top mm-hmm.
1: um yeah but and i wanna... uh yeah, go ahead i think it's physically impossible for cloud nine to make an international event so <laughs> uh because they were like was it it was like either 2022 or 2021 they were really good like uh it was a different vanity roster And it felt like they were insane, but they just couldn't close out anything. They were always losing. Like, I think uh, 2022 LCQ, like, 100 Thieves, who ended up making it to Champions out of LCQ, was the most scared of Cloud9, but they ended up winning against them. So it's just, they've barely, or the only time Vanity's made an international event was with version 1 back in the day, like, the first Reykjavik. Mm-hmm. But other than okay. that on C9 they haven't made anything.
0: Is it I'm looking at the thing on Liquid right now, is it the top two teams that um go on to the international? From yeah, it's just to the yeah. go to Madrid, yeah. 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 Now before we get too far away from it, one thing I did want to come back to is as we're talking about crack duelists, uh, it's been interesting to see the meta shifts as a result of the changes to agents uh, since the end of last season. And one thing I wanted to focus on in particular was uh, Jet. Um, in, I, I just went through and, and ran some numbers very quickly. And over the past, you know, two days in NA, the, there were four matches, uh, there were 10 maps played, which means that there were 20 team comps, uh, you know, taking each team's team comp into consideration. Mm-hmm. Jet was picked in eight of those 20, uh, which is a significant reduction from, you know, even what we were seeing last year, uh, even though that was down from the year before, and so I think it's very interesting to see that Jet Meta seems to potentially be finally over, even though she's still clearly a good agent, uh, still clearly a viable option, especially on some maps. Uh, you know, Is that,
2: that down? Because I, Jet was pretty down last year. I don't, but maybe people were still half? using her, but like, what, what recent Jet nerfs have there been? Well,
0: it was the updraft and and the um the updraft removal, and there was something else as well, I think.
3: Yeah. Well, okay. That's that removal. Is the big. End one, of the last you don't get the second
1: draft. Okay. Yeah, I, Updraft I can't remember when that happened in the off season because okay. I I remember specifically there was like a crazy something clip at champs where he like double up drafted off like a box at sea mound on Lotus and like just was like aerial striking someone in waterfall.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. So it's. It, it it is a significant change.
1: So that um, that
2: clip is specifically why they removed the second updraft, right? Yeah. <laughs> Could be. They're like,
1: yeah, fuck you Demon One. You can't do this shit, bro. <laughs> yeah. And that that just kind mm. of le- lends
0: uh some support to the to the teams that can well it, it favors the teams that can do what we were talking about in terms of having their duelist player not be a liability on other agents but able to contribute when, you know, their strong agent particularly Jet isn't the one that fits best. And also, mm-hmm. I don't know how much this relates to what the team wanted him to play versus the meta, but um, we saw being, uh not playing Jet on either of the two maps today, and he's you know widely known as one of the best Jets in the world who played it despite Jet being less in the meta for much of last year, because he played uh, Raze and not, sorry, not Raze. Uh,
1: yeah, he yeah, played yeah, Raze for like
0: two maps.
2: He played
0: maps Raze, Rana. Raze, Raina, yeah. Yeah, Raze, Raze, Raina, yeah. I was looking at the wrong game at first, but yeah. Um mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's very interesting for sure, even if I'm not sure if I love the change, but we won't we won't get into that again.
1: Well, I mean, I guess we can also tackle that in with the sky changes. Too. True. Yeah, a lot of geckos uh, in these games. Yeah. Uh I like I know you're not a fan of the change uh hunter as you discussed it was a two podcasts ago or something like that? Yeah, whenever we learned about it, I, yeah. hmm. I I was a fan strictly because of of this. I wanted to see other shit in pro play besides Sky. Because it felt like it just made it too easy. Like it was an obvious choice. But now I don't think it's obvious what you do anymore. Because I think Sky's still good. I mean, pe- mm-hmm. teams were using it.
2: Yeah, the teams uh, are still playing Sky. Like uh, the first map, um, Livia Ton on Bind played uh, Sky and Gecko.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like I don't think as like a solo with initiator, it's always going to be what you choose now.
0: Yeah, and so. I, I part of my argument is that I think that with the gecko buffs, that would have already that would have been the case at least to an extent without the sky nerf. But uh, it's it's been cool to see the change for sure. Won't argue with you there. Mm-hmm. And in particular, the gecko usage, it's interesting. It's it's like a, a this time of year kind of thing because when gecko came out last year. A lot of teams were very excited about his potential and were running him, and then that died off hard. Um, and so this year he's coming into the meta again, and it seems like maybe he's here to stay this time since he's way better than he was this time last yeah, year. Yeah,
2: significantly <laughs> better. And yeah. yeah, the the other options are significantly worse. But true. I, I think that we've seen a lot of really good gecko in the last couple of days. Like it seems to have actually worked out pretty well um, yeah. for the agent pick.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's kind of one of my things. Uh, you were thinking that with the Gecko changes alone, I think they might have needed to hammer down Sky so people would actually start experimenting. Because think about it, like how much, unless Gecko was like that much better than Sky, and if it wasn't like a 51 49, like if Gecko was like 51% better, you have how many hours on Sky running these labs, running these things to make up for the difference? to where probably, or, like, it's a big gamble to go for it, but now... right with, Sky would just be better as a comfort pick. Mm-hmm. But now with Sky being, I think, almost on level with most other initiators now, uh, might be a bit of a hot take. Um, now they need to kind of experiment more Yeah, to figure just, it
0: out. just to be clear, I wasn't saying that you shouldn't have been nerfed at all. I mm-hmm. may have kind of sloppily said that a couple minutes ago, but, like, when I was talking about the actual nerf... It's just that I don't like the way that they did it. Uh, I would have preferred for them to and I discussed a couple different things on podcasts, but it' probably mm-hmm. not worth getting into it again, but either way, I'm happy yeah. with the result, which is more other initiators being played, and that is mm-hmm. cool to see um speaking of initiators in terms of you know the initial topic of players who jumped out to us, there was one player who jumped out to myself and the watching community at large uh. And that is Havoc from uh, Furia. And this is the first pro player I've ever seen play a complete map. Or I have thought, you know, legitimately, I believe I could have had a, you know, done better than that
1: player on that map. Uh Chase, yeah Chase, I don't know if you were following <laughs> this. I've not seen this at all.
0: Yeah, Wait, so he... uh, Chase, I'm so going to the... link
1: you something uh, okay. see. Oh, is it like uh...
0: the highlights on the map video? Yeah, the the havoc. Yeah. So as reel. as Blade is sending that to you, through the first half, zero kills. Second half starts, he's on defense. Uh his team wins pistol. So round 2, he gets two anti-eco kills. He gets no other kills the rest of the game. So he got wow. two kills all game in a game, uh, mind you, that ended thirteen ten. So this wasn't a short blowout <laughs> that like he could have had a you know significantly influenced the game if he did more than get two kills.
2: <laughs> it was like, oh man. Uh, this is a fifteen second clip that I'm about to watch. Oh yeah, I guess.
0: yeah. Oh yeah, this is from the Reddit. This was hilarious. I saw this earlier. It- it's one of
2: those oh, classic. No. <laughs> Wait, that, that, that's it. It was just... Uh, those were the two kills, or what was that? Those were yes. the two kills. Those were the
0: two kills he got all <laughs> that.
2: I was like, wait, I'm, I was waiting for, like, a bunch of whiffs or something, but it's a 15-second <laughs> video of titled Highlight Reel.
0: Oh, well, yeah, it's, it's the classic meme format at this point where you have this dramatic, like, intro with this hype music and all these, like, shots of the map, like, you're setting up for something epic, and then you just see the, you know... I, I think the first one I can remember seeing... It may have been in like other esports or sports communities, but the one that I can remember seeing first was like Zom's versus maybe it was Loud, I, I don't remember, but it, it was Zom's getting like some paltry number of kills that someone did it for. Um, yeah. <laughs> but basically, the man was just uh, using his KO utility for himself, uh, like he was just right-click flashing like every time, and then just getting diffed hard. Like there was one round he peaked like three times with a ghost and just you know tried to full auto the ghost like I do, uh, and just was completely inaccurate and didn't hit anything with it. So, like, I legitimately was yeah. watching him and was like, I, I think I could be better than this guy. Would I have gotten double-digit kills? No. I think I could have gotten five kills in that game. <laughs> so, yeah, rough game for him, for sure. And I do the, the, yeah.
2: the two kills that he did get, one of them was on Demon 1, who was looking away from him, and uh, Havoc missed three shots before killing him. Uh and then the other one was he had a guardian
1: and took about 6 bullets to kill somebody with a classic yeah, exactly. and almost died. <laughs> he was he was hardcore yeah. like I just can't imagine like the mental downward spiral that happens when it's like mm-hmm. well, I mean like I've had it in ranked kind of where I'm like doing shit. Oh, I keep on doing more shit. Yeah. But <laughs> it to be in a pro match with like 400,000 viewers or something is just like Oh, man, that's rough. I just, definitely, that's rough. definitely. And he, he's
2: obviously not a bad player. He's on a tier one team. Like, he's got to be fucking good. But, yeah. Yeah, they were saying he was not popping teams. off on Breeze. Yeah, they were
0: saying it from the commentators that he's basically the Brazilian oxy, that he, like, did incredibly well in tier two, and this is his first time in tier one. So, you okay. know, it seems like maybe it was just the stage was a little too big. Uh, the crowd certainly wasn't happening. It wasn't helping very much. Where when he got those first two kills, the crowd was going nuts. Like they, like I'm sure he could hear.
1: <laughs> like, that was yeah, the meanest chant of all time, <laughs> right? Yeah, they were just going havoc. Yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, the just
1: embarrassing. Yeah. Like embarrassment that wash over me. It's like they're chanting because I got two kills <laughs> yeah, yeah. finally mm. on an eco round or, yeah, eco.
2: <laughs> yeah. When you're like. <laughs> when you're
1: on uh, like a bad game, you,
2: you've got like zero kills for the f- like first five rounds, and then you finally get a kill. The last thing that I want someone to do is point that out. Oh I'm yeah! Like, oh, you finally got a kill. I'm like, no, just let me let me go let me go into the next round. I hate when that him. happens, and yeah. I never do that. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, I do it to myself as like the self depreciating humor, bring up like the the atmosphere of everything. But it's like if someone else is it's just like. Okay, you don't have to be an ass about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I will also be like, ah, finally got a kill. But then if someone does well and hasn't gotten kills before, I'll be like complimentary, of like, oh, great shot, without indicating that I'm thinking about the fact that this is
2: their first that kill. they hadn't gotten any before. <laughs> right, <yet>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like if Alex was like having like a an off game in like one of your premier matches, and it's just like, good shot. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, Alex doesn't miss. No,
2: I mean, no, he He, he never he has an off day, so, so it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and actually,
0: it's great news for our Premier team because I was talking to him, trying to get him to play Helldivers 2 with me, and he was saying, no, I'm back to focusing on the Val, which is awesome news <laughs> for us in <laughs> He's been not on the Val as much and has not been hard-carrying as often, so, you know, this, this will get yeah. us to where we need to be.
1: Yeah, that's the way you tank your Premier matches when he's not playing, specifically mm-hmm. to be like, oh man, if only we could just do a little bit better and he lights the fire. That's oh, yeah. what he needed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, we've joked with Alex that like he plays really well when he's pissed off about losing a game, so we just need to get the, that mentality for before the game starts.
2: <laughs> yeah, so we really just need to queue into like, we need to make him queue into a solo lobby, like solo queue before every Premiere game, so he just gets fucking tilted and then um, come into Premiere, like, ready to go. I think there we need to go.
0: convince some tier two orgs to scrim us prior to our, our yeah.
1: games. <laughs> Just get yeah, double. Like, hey, you want uh, to this yeah. team of golds?
3: Yeah.
1: Hey, SR. Uh, <laughs> hey, Floor. You want to go and shit on these kids really quick to make <laughs> one guy mad? <laughs> Oh, man. I'm sure I, they would be like, yeah,
2: no problem. I have nothing better to do.
1: Yeah. I mean, Floor could just 1v5. Oh, oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. 1v5 us? Yes. Yeah.
2: 100%. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you wouldn't have any problems with that. Yeah. Oh, it, that reminds
1: funny. me of uh, the funniest thing. Uh, so it was like two Fridays ago, and it just made me wish there was one feature that they added to Valorant. Is if you were in a five stack. Like five stack unrated or something, you could deal damage to your team with bullets. Because I was playing CS2 Fridays yeah. ago, we're up eleven zero. I was carrying one of my buddies. He didn't get like a single point of damage in like seven rounds. But while he was uh, while he was there with me, he's like, I really wish I could shoot you or i really want to kill you right now as a joke and then i just turn around and dome him with an eye just <laughs> out of nowhere and he's just like, what? i there just you want that kind first. of polarity potential in valorant
0: sometimes yeah it's like the zombie movies where you suspect someone's turned, and you just got to put him down and
1: that's what you did yeah I mean, it's not like he was getting any kills anyways.
2: (laughs) It's funny because I was watching the, uh, the games today out on my, like on the TV in my living room. And my girlfriend was watching parts of it with me and she knows enough about Valorant, like just from watching random pro games and, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously hearing me talk about it fucking insufferably. Um, but she, she asked the question like, Oh, can you shoot your teammates? And I was like, no. And, And she was like, oh, like kind of disappointed. Like it would be more fun if you could.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think it was smart for Riot to make it to where you couldn't because like that vastly like decreases how much you can get griefed and stuff like that. But like it does. And it just makes it more uh, accessible too. where it's like I don't have to worry about shooting bodies when I'm like spamming through a smoke.
0: Oh, yeah. Stuff
1: like that. Yeah, there's so much more happening but,
0: on the screen versus CS. There would be a lot of like really frustrating accidental deaths, where it's like, I, I legitimately it was very difficult for me to tell that I was shooting my teammate here.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I didn't sure. actually know that in CS you could damage your own team. Um, I, I think mean, it do a little in, bit less damage. Than in, in Valorant, like, you can damage your team with abilities and it does slightly less damage than to the yeah. enemy team, but um, mm-hmm. not with bullets. Yeah. Probably a good thing overall, but I yeah, the amount of times I, I killed yeah. Hunter and Alex in Tarkov is uh <laughs> <laughs> something I mean, that's part I'm, of the game. That's part of the Simultaneously in not proud and proud of.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean that's very much part of the experience. If if you get mad about getting killed by your teammates in Tarkov and it's not deliberate, then you shouldn't be playing the game because that's just how it goes.
1: Well, Chase, after you, you kill them, you should just be like, Oh, that was you? Diffed. Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 Why didn't you shoot back, pussy? <laughs> <laughs> oh man,
0: yeah, yeah. Shoot, I, I had another point to bring up about the pro games that I'm forgetting what it was. Oh, well, one very well, minor I mean... thing is that uh, <laughs> the way they did the commentating was both uh, bad and good. Uh, it was good in that they were starting things off with a bang both days because they had the you know the Bren Show uh, duo <laughs> um, for both the NRG Furia and the Loud Sentinels, which were the first of the day. But my god, it is so apparent, the drop-off in commentating quality when you go from them to whoever is after them. No, I, think, I think it was and Rivington and Van Silly both days. Like, they're very, yeah. you know, experienced commentators. They've done a lot of games, but there's so much, like, fluff and stupid stuff that comes out of their mouth. It's just like, god. I, I wish I Well, I
2: just so feel bad. like the energy is not quite as high with them. The, um, yeah, the
0: energy but, is, a, is a thing, too.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, the they're a lot more tame. And uh, you get like better at like pop off moments with oh yeah, uh, the Brandon Sideshow. I feel, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, it's yeah. It's, I mean, you go ahead. Yeah, it's it's the energy as well as that. Um, they don't. It seems like they're. This <laughs> is going to sound mean, but this is something that I relate to. Just to be clear, it seems like their brains work a little bit slower in processing what's <laughs> happening. Like it's there were a couple times when I saw that one of them would be saying a point, and then something exciting would would happen. And then instead of transitioning to get, you know, to talk about that, they just kind of ignored it and kept talking about what they were saying before, which is something I would totally do if I was a commentator. <laughs> so, you, you know, I'm judging myself as much of yeah. that. And also just the technical stuff. Like, there was one round in particular. It was on Bind in the uh, 100 Thieves um, uh, Leviathan game where uh, one of the commentators was like, oh, that was so smart of – of." Uh, I forget which... Let's see which which team was playing the gecko in that game. I'm I'm now forgetting. Oh, they both were. Okay, so I don't remember I, which team uh, it was. Yeah. <laughs> but they were like, oh, that was so smart of them to throw the gecko molly uh, behind lamps, knowing that there was someone who liked to play there every round. And what mm-hmm. had happened, if you watched the round, is they threw the molly there because they were, you know, using the, the gecko thrash to go in, you know, the other way. So they were trying to make it so that if the person saw the molly and decided to stay there, they'd get thrashed. And then, you know tried to set up a trap that way. <laughs> but, like, the yeah, so they just totally misread the situation right. for what They're, it was. <laughs> you're right, they are just like, oh, maybe they thought he would just stand in that molly because he likes to play there. <laughs> it was like, oh, man.
1: Yeah, uh, it's, I'd say, like, casting Valorant is especially, like, really hard. Uh, mm-hmm. I was actually watching Bryn do, like, a stream kind of talking about it. He was actually, like, water viewing CS games for their, um, like, to pick up on, like, casting notes and does all this stuff to improve. There's so much less time, like, because action happens in a snap where it's just, like, oh, you don't have to do the walkout from your base. You're basically starting, like, half a second away from an engagement, always. So is it going to go crazy off the jump, or is it going to be, uh, tame, you don't know, and then you have to convey ults, um... Which can like infer how the round might play out. I think like the biggest example is like, oh, there's a KJ Ulti, they'll probably go B on Ascent or C on Lotus. Like you have to notice all these things in the round, besides being like, oh, enemy team have less gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's just
0: it's definitely tough that way, and that's something that is mm-hmm. useful for calling games as well, which I've tried to get better at for Premiere, is noticing economy and alt economy to determine what the other team is likely to do. Because mm-hmm. when we first started premiere, we were really bad at that, that we would just, you know, not notice and then we'd be like, oh, we're getting brim ulted. Well we we should have predicted that or oh you know <laughs> yeah, we, we have in- playing KJ a new ult. hole. Yeah. Right, right. Or yeah. it's like, oh we, we're <laughs> dropping a bunch of ults to get into sight when they have or they're on a hard save. Oops. Uh so the caster is up those things is of course good for entertainment as well as it is if you're playing
2: Mm-hmm. yeah sorry i just had to leave the room for a minute so that i could change into my uh my valorant hoodie i felt out of the club <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> um, you guys <laughs> yeah you guys were just uh flexing on me so i had to go put mine on yeah,
0: yeah there's something very weird that happened i would put on the same one that you guys are wearing but something very weird happened to it where like the uh i wasn't even using the pocket all that much but for the front pocket the stitching along the top of it just started like like uh breaking like, I don't know what caused it. Maybe it got, something got caught in the wash, but it was in, like, multiple spots. So I have to completely re-sew the stitching along the top pocket. And I'm just oh, not weird. wearing
1: it until I can do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I think the way they're probably doing this casting is uh, during this time where they have uh, kind of, like, this structure, or they have, like, the weekly structure, they're probably going to have, like, different sets of casters in for, like, the different weekends, Mhm. Like I think Ender and Mimi who are on the desk are going to be casters uh, or a casting duo as well. I I so, I, like, I
0: really like them, not as much as, you know, Brandon Show, but they're great.
1: Mhm. But uh like they're they're not casting this weekend. Mm-hmm. So maybe like next weekend they'll be doing it or uh maybe like more of the casting duos will be uh used during the regular season. And then I think also they uh snatched uh Uber from the Overwatch League who's like known as a god caster so you know Valorant stays winning over Overwatch <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Yep Yeah it's just, it it'd, be, it'd be nice to get some new casters in there too and see but I mean they have the uh the Challengers casters and they're always like there there, there's a bigger tier gap between the casters than there are the players between challengers and uh and tier one it's Mm -hmm. uh it's insane you watch Mm -hmm. a a challengers game you're like what the fuck am i listening to man like do you know what you're
1: commentating at all Mm -hmm. yeah and the thing is like you can get like caught into your words where it's like and i i've done it too or everyone's done it where it's like you keep on talking even though you're like Kind of can see that you're wrong right now, but it's like you can't finish the. <laughs> yeah. You have to finish your sentence. Yeah, you, you have like, to sound. Oh good. my bad, I'm an idiot. I would be if terrible like at casting.
2: Like I stutter way too much when I'm talking. Like there's no way I could effectively cast a game, and they need practice somewhere. So the, the Challengers League is like a good place to do that. Yeah. It's just hard mm-hmm. to watch sometimes.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Wyatt actually had uh, his one of his like long form interviews with Bryn. And he was talking about how Bryn and Sideshow, they wanted to make the transition from Overwatch into Valorant and they didn't want to like have to start slow, so they were like labbing it out, just casting VODs of stuff, like to get the practice down before they even did their first one on stream before they got picked up at all. They were That's in I mean that's smart I and mean, putting like, a lot like... of the work in
2: yeah, I mean, who, how many Valorant players never played a game of Valorant before they were picked up by a Tier 1 team? I mean, that's not exactly the same
1: right, right, yeah, thing, yeah. but, like, you,
2: you gotta practice for the job to um, to be able to do it, right?
0: Yeah, that that makes yeah. me think that if someone else is trying to break into the scene as a caster, it'd be a good idea to have a duo, even if you don't end up getting to, you know, immediately do matches together. That way you at least have that, you know, can build Some that report. Sort of yeah, right? and, and have that practice as well
1: mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, to wrap up we should probably do prediction for at least the matches that we know of so yeah the one group C match or they might be doing actually I don't know how they're doing the schedule for tomorrow since there's only yeah the tomorrow of they're just doing Group okay. yeah
2: I, th- I think it would make sense for us to just say like who we think is getting out of these group stages mm-hmm. at yeah. this point we've seen a couple of matches who, who's getting out
1: yeah. Well, we could even just go down the line, because, like, I I feel like I have, like, different predictions on who's going to get out versus, like, or it's like, I don't know if who is going to get out is necessarily who's going to be winning, um, uh, like, the lower, or if someone's going to come from, like, the lower first match and win, stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, we could so also just like, predict that the winner's matches, yeah, rather than skipping to the yeah. end. Or we could do both, mm-hmm. you know. I guess uh, I guess I'll it? just
0: kick it off. Um, yeah. So we got NRG C nine and we got Loud Leviathan. So NRG C nine got to take NRG there. I'm not going to be that much of a hot take artist. And yeah. <clears throat> as of now, I mean, it, it really seems like MIBR and Furia are <laughs> not great. So it seems like I would think NRG and uh, C nine come out of the group. Um, I would I would yeah. definitely agree yeah. with
2: that. I think that that Group A is not super interesting um obviously there could there's potential for close games uh having m i b r actually do something in their game against c nine but i I would say that energy will probably win that and Cloud nine will win the decider in the
1: lowers yeah I, yeah i agree, agree. Um, uh, and then I think Furia beats m i b r because I think m i b r is probably like the worst team right now they're one of the worst teams um it's all hard to tell until we get into more regular season,
2: yeah, that might yeah, actually be a closer game than you think, but I'm not actually interested because I think whoever I don't really care about either of those teams. But whoever wins that is most likely going to lose to Cloud Nine afterwards.
1: Yeah, they're yep. playing to yep. lose eventually. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So it sounds I like we basically
0: agreed on Group A.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. You can ask literally anyone or like anyone who knows anything about Pro Valorant. That's basically like the per- the prediction for Group A. <laughs> it yeah. wasn't too hard for everyone to guess this one.
2: <laughs> Now, now, group yeah. B is where it gets interesting because I think after watching the two games today, I have less of an idea.
1: Yeah, I am so unsure about everything in group B. It is
2: more so the group of death than ever before because it's it's fucked.
1: Yeah, because hundred thieves yeah. decided to show up.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, hundred thieves showed up. Sentinels yeah. underperformed. Mm-hmm. Um. So where where are you at now? Are you at like a bun? You have I think Leviathan is getting out. I don't, is that in, like, is Loud going to show up and then beat Leviathan? I don't yeah, know. I, I have... think that Leviathan is probably favored in this next one. hmm
0: Yeah, I got Leviathan beating Loud, 100 Thieves beating Sentinels, and then Loud beating 100 Thieves. So I, I have Leviathan Loud coming out.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like it's hard to bet against Leviathan Loud. Mm-hmm. That Sentinels 100 Thieves match is going to be so interesting. I'm like... It really is. is it, it's going to break uh, viewership records potentially.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's the that's the, the clout matchup right teams, there. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it'll, it'll and it'll because you don't know who's going to win. Right, You have one slightly yeah. underperforming to expectations and one overperforming to expectations. So now you're at like a... Uh, fuck, I, I don't know. But mm-hmm. I fuck, I hope Sentinels makes it out of this group.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean... My, yeah, I, I guess I will all of them it, making it out. It. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like I could still see all of them. Well, it's like I know one of them's going to be loud in the viathon, but it's like I don't know who's going to be in that little round robin thingy. So, uh I I'll, I'll drink the hopium at sentinelstore.com. And think yeah. yeah. sentinel's will yep. be Yeah. Oh, all right, cuz they have that as a flavor, I, I just yeah. realized they ha- so,
2: uh Sentinel's literally has like hopium on their jerseys.
1: Yeah, they that's their energy drink that. thing that they made.
2: Oh, they made an energy drink called Hopium? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you we know, oh, didn't realize I didn't, I didn't know that. Or
1: whatever, like, all those, like, powdered energy drinks that are probably going like, to kill you in 10 years. Uh, yeah, probably. Um, yeah, they made one called Hopium. Okay. So, yeah. So that's why they had it on their jersey. it's It's I such see. a funny That makes a lot joke. more
2: sense. I just kind of thought that they were playing into a meme. Okay. Oh, did I mean, you they, see this? They are, but they're cashing in on it as well. Their energy drink.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, did you guys see the Sentinels post match tweet?
2: Oh, the, oh, the I, I shared it in the Discord. Is maybe one of the best tweets I've seen in a while.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the haters uh, said we couldn't do it. And they don't were know. like,
2: "Honestly, good call from the
1: haters." Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's a meme, but I mean, like it, just your own team doing it. It's just honestly fantastic. Uh,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's the cool thing about this iteration of Sentinels that like it was honestly really sad to see the sentinels core that you know had so much success in 2021 uh you know completely fall apart with it being very clear that like the nerves and the pressure were getting to them all and it just was a lot of stress and everyone was like oh how can our champions be crumbling but like this team just seems like they're out here to have fun and you know they want to win but they're not yeah they're also just enjoying the process
1: Zelsus the vibes merchant wins or <laughs> he's he stays winning yeah <laughs> like uh I know there's, like, there's been a ton of discourse uh, on, like, the Valorant competitive subreddit, like, why would they do this to Pankata? And I'm like, yeah, it sucks for Pankata, but it's like, I can completely understand why they have Zelsus in. He's like a super positive person. He keeps them up all the time, and it also takes stress off of John Q T. as, because Zelsus is basically, like, the emotional leader, and then John Cutie can can be, like, the actual analytical leader instead of having both like a boostio is. So I mean, I'm
2: excited for this like roster of Sentinels and I, I hope that they perform to expectations. Although expectations are very high right now. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, I hope that we get like Lev Sentinels out of this group. That would be my hopium.
0: Yeah. The reason that I have Lev loud and the reason why it, it seems I'm more confident that it, 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 than this than I normally am with these kind of predictions, is because Leviathan has the you know the good calling the uh, you know great team overall with the superstar player with Aspas, whereas uh, and then Loud has just some of the best you know structure as well as some great fraggers. They just don't have that one pop off guy anymore. So that's why I think they're you know below Leviathan, and then Hundred Thieves and Sentinels. I, You know, arguably, they have, you know, a better duelist than QCK, but they are, I think, you know, significantly behind Loud when it comes to the strat calling, the mid-rounding, and just the, you know, cohesiveness of the team. And I, I don't think, I I think Leviathan will be able to, you know, break past that, particularly because of Aspas and 100 Thieves and Sentinels don't have an Aspas. So, that's
1: yeah, where I'm at that's on fair. It. Aspas is a cheat code. We yeah. should try to get him on our premier team. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that, he's, he's banned. Yeah, Sorry. he's banned from
2: premier. <laughs> yeah. yeah, along Literally with everybody we've talked about today.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty yeah. sure that uh, you know I don't know how vigorously they look into premier results to ban people who are being suspicious, but I'm sure that <laughs> that even if they hadn't banned anyone before for sussy activity uh, smurfing in premier, <laughs> that Aspas would be the first one to get banned playing on an alt with us. Because of him dropping oh. fifty every match, <laughs> They'd be like, wait a minute, uh, fifty
2: would be his <laughs> lowest match. Yeah, that would yeah. be insane.
1: Yeah, mm. for sure. Oh, we we covered group A and B. What do you think is going to happen in C? Uh,
2: C is a shit show, dude. C yeah, is... It really is. What what a terrible bracket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why did they, I why think did it's G two
1: E G? Honestly, but uh, yeah, who's the There's one only left three out? Teams. Yeah, it it sucks that it kind of has to be this way, but as it grows, it's gonna be more. Uh, it's gonna be more fleshed out. I think uh, there was like some delays in starting everything because of VCT China starting up, so that kind of slowed down some stuff. Um, and we'll get more teams in, so there won't be another eleven team. We'll have a 13 thirteen one in two years, but. We can, uh, we can mold about yeah, that. Yeah, you're back in the years. same
2: fucking circumstance. I don't know. It's weird.
1: Well, the 13-1 yeah. is better because then you can just have
0: three groups of four and then you have one team with a bye to the uh, play-in or whatever. Well, not play-in,
1: to the playoffs. I would say you'd have, like, two or you'd have, like, one group of five and you'd have, like, a one a team, like, two it. teams de seated. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That, that could work. d yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. But... A buy for know. group stages
0: would be huge.
1: Yeah, that'd be crazy.
0: Yeah, it it would. I I kind of like what we what was saying more with the five teams and the one. Mm-hmm. Hey, but you know,
2: you know what they say. You know, crew can never go on a run. So, crew. yeah,
0: yeah, it's not going to happen.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, well, I, it can't I happen. G two do does PG, really G2. Well, though. Mm-hmm. I,
2: I I also I, hope G two does really well. I like yeah. the team. I like the players. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I forgot that they, they are, have uh, now. they're
1: in. No. Wait, what's up?
2: What you I say forgot 100? that they have Leaf
0: now on, on G2. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. And Leaf is him. He's he's so insane. Like, him on Cloud9 was like magic in the regular season, and then Cloud9 did their choking uh, habit to not make it to <laughs> yeah. uh, Tokyo, and then that just screwed him over.
0: Yeah, Leaf is definitely a player who it seems like has incredible skill, but does tend to have bad games when it matters most. Hmm. so we'll see if he can break past that this year
1: yeah and I will say like when it comes to players like that I feel like when you, you notice the bad game so much more like it might be like a middling performance for like a lot of players but when like when this kid's dropping like like 50 on kids it's like oh they only dropped 25
3: uh
2: I'm yeah, not saying They have like, like a game years. of eighteen or something where where for most people that'd be like an okay performance, but if you're supposed to be the star on the team mm-hmm. and you only drop 18, it's not, not right, a good right. performance from you, right? hmm Like you could say the same with Ye.
0: Oh, um, by the way, I, I wanted to ask, because um, I didn't watch it. How is he how's Ye been doing on Bleed
1: based on the uh, tech pause? Ye played neon on Breeze. And I think yeah. he did pretty well. I think he was uh they mm. lost two zero. They didn't do as well in the second match, but he was popping off pretty hard with some of the neon clips on. Uh, Very cool on Breeze. It was cool to see. Like why
2: was... the fuck is he not on Jet? Neither map did he play Jet.
1: I don't know. Maybe, Maybe he's been training on some other stuff. Mm-hmm. He played and something weird in surprises. map two. Uh... He played Sky. Yeah, Sky. Really? That? Yeah,
0: that's a yeah. surprise.
1: Well, the yeah, thing is, I also kind of so. think. EA falls into that category of player where you don't need him to be on the jet. Like, uh, I think he's he is like a cryo or a demon one in terms of... he's He was never the go-in, like, crackhead duelist, like I was saying beforehand. He was just... Yeah, I just kill everyone, usually on chamber.
2: Yeah, he was the inhuman reaction time guy. Um, yeah. I will bring up something while we were thinking of, of yay, um, that there was a clip of QCK on split earlier today where he was holding an angle down, um, like mid down mid on split from fence. He was holding like, you know, the classic angle into ramen there. And mm. he was holding up high for the jump peak, which I was like, okay, this is brilliant. Right. He's holding high. Um, the jump peak came in and there was no shot. Like, he, <laughs> It, like the whoever it was on the other team just jumped straight past the angle, um, and it was fast. Like no way I would have hit that either. But like yeah. he was just like, oh, that's too fast. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna not gonna hit that. I'm not
1: gonna fire and show them that I have the off mm-hmm. here right now. Yeah. Um. Well, I think he was like thinking for like the jiggle because that's like slower because it's like in and then out. Yeah, like but it was just like so committing into cross. the corner. Yeah. Yeah. But well, like, you know, but, but As- I was As- like, As- yeah, would hits probably that. just hit it. Or yeah. <laughs> hit, or, like yeah. there there are
2: duelists that hit that easily. Like <laughs> or oppers.
1: Yeah. you know. You should have seen some of Demon 1s opping on Ascent. I'd recommend going back and watching that. He was there was like yeah. They're retaking on B or something. It was wild. It's like he got one kill and then he, he like goes peeks logs, instantly headshots the person, like gets out and it's just like like, why do we even play this game <laughs> just to <laughs> eventually die to him? Yeah, he had a slow start game. on
0: offense and then just popped off the rest of the game on a set.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was like 0-7 and, and then went 14-2 after that. <laughs> yeah, I wish like could have caught that. some of those
2: games. Like, I, I definitely wanted to see Energy play, but I'll, I'll hopefully catch the next
1: match. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to chase or before the game. The and is like, oh, well, it's be pretty of boring. Of
2: game. Yeah, oh, yeah.
0: What about the FNS free stream?
1: I mean, like, basically anything that FNS has ever said has been on stream, has been put into YouTube. So it's like you can, you can watch anything that he's done, including watching the games. Like he the did put, games. like, yeah, yeah, he put like thirty minute videos of each of the games. I was, I couldn't watch C nine versus uh, MIBR intently, so I went back and watched it on that, and it was condensed, basically like thrown out all like the useless eco rounds where it was like not even close. So,
2: yeah, I think I've like, I've shouted I out this channel before, but I believe there's a channel called Valorant Daily that posts um, map recaps or like you know game recaps, and they do exactly what I'm hoping for, which is yeah, cut out all the bullshit, cut out like the eco rounds where nothing important happened, but they show any round that could have possibly meant something.
0: Interesting, huh? That sounds um, really good.
2: Wait, so like if, and it doesn't necessarily mean that like oh, they're on an eco, the only reason they're showing this mean, must mean that, like, the they won the eco round and they got a thrifty off this. Because yeah, I, I hate that, too, because then you don't really know. But if it gets yeah. close, they're going to show it, even if it doesn't um, end oh, up, nice. like, yeah. as a thrifty.
0: It doesn't spoil it that you know it's evident.
2: Yeah, so it shortens it down, but it doesn't give you too many spoilers, so you still kind of get the, uh, you know, the thrill of watching it just in a condensed format, which is nice when you don't have four hours to spare if you missed a game.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it cuts down on the the like tech pauses and anything like that. It just condenses everything where it's just being like, okay, I'm stuck watching this match. Yeah. Um, It was a three hour tech pause. (laughs) (laughs) But I need to know what happened. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I need to hear the waffling of the casters. just just being like, can we get into the fucking game
2: already? Yeah. I didn't know that that's what happened, but I did see one post of someone being like, the casters have run out of things to say. I didn't know what that related to until now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah really it like should be deep. really interesting. I'm I'm super curious about the round robin thing that's going to happen. Uh, like to decide who's the last one that slots into the single elim. Uh, part yeah, of the, the thing that decides who yeah. goes to Madrid. I think that's going to be really fun, and it's going to be cool matches to watch. Just it's like the second best of all of them, just duking it out, just seeing like who really is the best of the of the rest. I guess.
0: Yeah, and that's where it sucks that <laughs> Group C is going to have one
1: of those. Yeah. It's like, can we just, like, put 100 Thieves or Sentinels or Loud in instead of G2 mm-hmm. or EG?
2: Well, I didn't actually even realize this. I kind of thought they were just going to do, like, a, a six-team playoff bracket somehow. But, no, it's four teams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, a single play-in game.
1: Yeah. So, uh, or or there's so a round robin, of and round team. robin. Yeah. yeah, there's a round robin. So each of the three teams that are second in the group, they all play each other. Whoever does the best is the last one into that little four-team bracket. and It is such open. a
2: complicated, like you know, way to yeah. format this.
1: Mm-hmm. I just think it, it was hard with the time constraints because of everything, but. It it is does make it exciting. I I will say, uh I know a lot of people wanted like the round robin leading into the first masters, but this feels like a punch to like start the Valorant season to where it's like, yeah, teams aren't at their final form yet. But you want to get that action like immediately and having stakes. It's like, oh I really don't want to go into lowers versus Oh, it was my first game. We lost, GG go next, we have five more games in this group.
2: I understand mm-hmm. that, but like, I would have rather still that they just started off with the season.
1: Yeah. I mean, every every fucking other yeah, sport with, in the yeah. world
2: does it. You know, they mm-hmm. have the off season mm-hmm. and then the season starts before any stakes, right? You just start having games and you're, what's exciting is that you haven't seen your team play in six months.
1: Hmm. That's fair. It's just different ways of doing it. Should be more interesting as the tournament goes along too. Um, you're just being like, okay, well, can, will energy make the expected run to make it to Madrid or is someone going to stop them kind of like builds up stuff early.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. Which
1: I think that having narratives to build upon, even though a lot of people can hate narratives, it's like, that's what makes sports interesting. Having the talk of like, oh, what's going to happen because of this and their history and blah, blah, blah. That's kind of everything. Besides just like, oh, new roster. Let's see what happens.
2: Oh, the, okay, and so the deal is this, if you make grand yeah. final in this tournament, you're in?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, and that that results in something that I think is kind of interesting, which is that, I don't know if I like it, which is that the top two teams uh, don't have to play each other until a meaningless game, you know, of the whole thing. It, it was, sorry, I, I said that very poorly. Um, let, let's assume that NRG and Leviathan are you know, the best two teams here. So, you know, it's, it's one that there's, you know, one from group A and one from group B, they're not going to play each other until the grand finals, assuming they make it there. And by that point, they've already qualified for Madrid.
2: Yeah. So that, it makes that game less interesting, but I think that is yeah definitely how it should work, especially if they're going single limb at a point, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I don't necessarily mm-hmm. disagree. Like with there's no, there's no
2: reason that Leviathan should be out because they lost energy like three rounds before the grand final. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Like that especially would be with... stupid, right? And especially, but also like, it's completely random weird. too. Yeah. Like, so uh, they could have ended up like that quite easily.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's that kind of sucks. I don't know. There's like the weird point system now. Um, instead of LCQ to qualify the last team for champions, um, the way it works is every win you get in the regular season, you get uh like a point. And, um, at the very end of it all, like the team has the most points, uh, besides like the three qualified for champions already in the last tournament are going to champions. I don't know if I explained that well at all.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's just saying if the next highest point, like point team will, will qualify for champions. mm -hmm.
1: I don't know if, uh, like the winner of this kickoff event gets points or not. Because um, I think it starts, like, in the regular season. So, um, that could be, like, an incentive to want to win, besides, like, potential seeding advantages that you get for being first anyways. Because it is nice to skip groups, but I think that's a debuff for certain teams, honestly. <laughs> in yeah. international events. Yeah. So. That's always, like, an interesting question that all... or. That will always be put in as long as there's buys out of group stages. Are
2: there groups at this next tournament? Like at the at Madrid? Because they're only going to have
1: eight teams. Like, why wouldn't they just do a double limb, eight team bracket? I think they said they're actually doing like a Swiss stage to seed the bracket. Okay. Which it's like, I don't know how it's going to work necessarily, but it's, it's adding more round robin-y component a little bit into it before it is being like, okay, this is the bracket. You just run through it. Cause I think having like two stages is kind of cool in tournaments. Kind of like puts more hype on the playoff stage.
2: Yeah. They probably get more viewership there because they have quote unquote, like more finals or you have like the finals of the group stages. And so they probably mm-hmm. like that because people tune in more to see the finals match rather than like a round of 16 match or something, round of eight match.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, general, they're doing I'm, it here too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, in general, I'm good with this. Case is a little bit weird because of the way that it's formatted. But for internationals, I really like having the two stages. As long as the second stage is not single a limb, like I like it to be a full double a limb bracket. Because with internationals, there's such a variety in terms of the quality of the teams, and then also just how the teams match up. That I think it is good to have some lower stakes matches initially to kind of, you know, let everyone settle in, duke it out a little bit, uh, and then the cream of the crop rise up and have their own, like, full showdown. Like, I hated the first year, uh, 2021, where they had the, the single limb final bracket, which is so dumb.
2: Yeah, it's ri- ridiculous. I hate all sin- single
1: limb stuff. Yeah. hmm And I think it also kind of... It allows teams to have that fuck-up, like, in mm-hmm. the group stage or anything, without being like, oh... I guess I just have to make the lower bracket run. It gives like a little bit of extra time, but yeah, it's, it's always like a weird thing. Cause if you want to be the best, you want to, you have to win games. So hot
0: take, hot take.
1: Yeah. Crazy. Let us know in the discord if you,
0: if you disagree with having <laughs> to win games, if you're the best. Yeah. Yeah. I want to move on to
2: a couple of smaller topics that, uh, we had that may, may or may not relate to the
1: pro league.
0: Mm hmm. Uh, yep, Blake, I think you said you had something. I got a couple here, but if you're excited to talk about something, you can have the floor first for that.
1: Uh, yeah, sure. I'll go first. Um, there was, um, uh, so basically the premise is there is different, or er, lots of times when you hear advice, it might sound like shitty advice, but it's actually like what you need, you just don't know it yet. So, um, for example it was a reddit thread where people were talking about it and someone was just saying like oh bad advice is just aim better they're like talking about like trying to get out of silver or something it's like oh well that just doesn't help me because of xyz blah 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 but it's like no uh focusing on your mechanics is actually the best way to get out of the lower ranks you need to hit like a a mechanical floor to get out and focusing on that and putting a hundred percent of your energy instead of being like, okay, well it's like while I'm playing, I guess I will automatically through osmosis get better at aiming and then I'll study lineups, blah, blah, blah strats. But that's not what you need. So yeah, I think, my, um, I, think cool. I
2: think aiming's a good example there because it can be said in a
1: way that is
2: bad advice. Like I think that <laughs> yeah. just aim better is terrible fucking advice. Yeah. Well, what you can say is hey, I really think you need to focus on your mechanics to get get out of this rank. Um, you know, here's the link to that Wahujin video where he puts up the, you know, strategies or like the training guides, you know, all of those those kind of things. And like that's actually giving you like tangible goals yeah. uh, to get to or like something to actually practice and it that's good advice. But saying to somebody like, "Oh, I'm having a bad time in silver, my teammates suck." Um, like how do I how do I ever get out of here? Aim better is a terrible piece of advice.
1: Yeah, yeah I I agree. What I was, or I think when I was talking to this person, because I uh, I was like, yeah, just that's not good. But focusing on your mechanics is important. They were like still disagreeing, and I'm like, I think because you're in a lower rank, you just don't understand it as much, or is like, it might not seem like that's what you need, but it's actually what you need.
0: Well, yeah, I think one key factor here as well is what your goal is in terms of improvement mm-hmm. because i think if your goal uh, is to um if you've played valorant for a minute so that you understand the basics of the game and your goal is to be the best player you can to ideally reach radiant if it's possible for you then i think the adv- the advice that your, your mechanics come first you need to be a world-class aimer if you're going to get there like that's you know absolutely true I think if you look at someone who's like, oh, I'm in bronze and I want to get to gold to be able to play with my friends, then I think it's a, it varies a lot more in terms of what advice is going to be best for them. Uh, You know, there are definitely Mm -hmm. some bronzes who do have more than solid enough aim for gold, but their, uh, you know, game knowledge, their game sense, their util usage, those are the things that are holding them back from getting to gold. Uh, and, and as such, it would be much better if that's what they're really focused on to give them advice that is tailored to them rather than just being like, oh, well, you just need to do the right aim training to be able to Mm -hmm. be a radiant aimer when that's not really what they care about.
1: Yeah. I mean, like to get to gold, like just as like a, a means to an end to play with your friends. Like I agree, like teaching them or having the gimmicks and stuff, but it's more of this person or I'm just. Stunlocked by this person. However, many like a month later or something. I guess yeah. where it's just saying like, yeah, I'll learn that on the way. But it's like, no, that's what you should focus on because I think if someone has good enough mechanics in general, they should be able to climb out because that's just. I think that's what Wu says. Where it's like you literally just you focus on taking duels. That's yeah. You keep on taking duels and then. When you're improving, you're doing this aim training routine and everything that I've I've basically given you the the path. Now you just need to follow it, that will get you there. And people are saying, Oh, well, it didn't work for me, and Wooden takes a look and it's like, Well, you haven't really done it. You, right, you've half you assed like, it completely.
0: Yeah, like you said, you have to like do the routine. I think it's like do the routine and then play a death match and then play a comp every day for like a month something like, it's something like that i might be slightly off on it yeah so it's not mm-hmm. just doing it sometimes it's actually committing to doing that all the way which takes a considerable amount of time i mean you're talking like you know an hour and a half every day
1: uh mm-hmm. to, to doing. i don't saying. blame people for not following it but complaining right. about it not working
2: oh yeah I, I, agree. When and, they not and, that. I think not followed it yeah that's stupid Right. I mean,
1: it'd
0: be like if your doctor said, take these meds and you took them half of the time and then said, oh, they're not working. Like, (laughs) it's not your doctor's fault. That's your fault. Yeah. I mean,
2: it's also a lot about how, like, people find enjoyment out of the game because, you know, I, you know, somebody like me, I want to get better and I want to improve at the game, but I don't have the time or the, you know, the want right now, at least, to go in and, and practice my aim labs or go into the range every day. Mm -hmm. Right. And like do a whole thing like that. Um, But that's okay because, you know, most of the time, like the duels themselves are not what I'm getting enjoyment out of the game with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I kind of do like the gimmicky stuff. Like I have a bunch of lineups. I like being able to put myself in a situation where my aim doesn't matter as much. And there are of course situations where, you know, it doesn't fucking matter if I can't win the gunfight. Right, like I can be going back for a lineup and I have to kill a couple seconds before it even works. Yeah. And if and I you- can't aim, then like, you know, that, that doesn't mean anything. Right? My lineup meant shit. Um mm-hmm. so I think it's definitely finding a balance for those people who um uh, want to improve of like what they find interesting in the game and mechanics. Yeah. Because you want them to keep playing. Like you don't want them to stop to be like, oh, the only way I get better is if I commit hours a day to this. Like I don't have the time mm-hmm. in my life for that right yeah Yeah, i'm I'm just imagining
1: the person who's going on reddit to like ask about tips for improvement though they're doing like they're the people that are like i want to improve like my goal in life right now is to rank up in valorant and they don't want to do the thing that will actually lead them to ranking up because it's right yeah they're looking for another
2: thing they're like oh i've heard that before give me something else yeah and maybe there is nothing else but like there could be. I don't, yeah, I don't, and then, that's I think, what they're asking, right? Yeah, I think a big part of it as
0: well is that, like, it's like aim is more of, like, a science, and then your everything else, like your game sense, your util usage is more of, like, an art, where, you know, maybe, you know, you can be a, you know, plat tier aimer and have just the best util usage in game sense and may, be able to make it to Radiant. I don't know. But, like... The thing is, there's no way to know to, you know, to teach you how to, it's very, it's much more difficult to teach you ex- specifically how to do that. And like, if you get your aim there, that's going to get you a big chunk of the way. And then you can add, you know, the art on top that you can, you can add all the good game sense after that. So like, do the thing that, you know, there's a much clearer path to, and then go above and beyond with, you know, everything else you want to do.
2: Yeah. It's kind of like cooking, right? Like... You can yeah. have the best ideas for a meal. You could have the artistry, but if yeah. you don't know how much salt to put in, you could fuck up your entire meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. when it comes down to it, how much is a pinch? Right? Yeah. It, like a pinch can be very different for people. Mm-hmm. Um and so you you kind of you need to know certain things, like, you know, your aim in Valorant to uh to be able to have the complete picture of a delicious meal at the end. Mm-hmm. Well, I was right. going to a delicious meal analogy. of gold, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's just like an interesting thing. It, it's, it's always like hard to, to tell people that are asking for these quick tips to help you improve. Cause lots of times it's not quick. Other people are doing all the same things. It's not going to be, Oh, this, that's what my problem was. It's, you have a lot of problems that you always need to work on but it's always weird. And that's just the reality of it. If you want to improve, sometimes you have to work.
0: Yeah. Uh, Do you mind if I get into one of my little topics here? Yeah, for sure. Uh, (laughs) This is kind of a wacky idea I had. Um, I think it'd be very interesting. And I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on if it would make the game better or worse. If the defenders could pick up the spike when it's down, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you know as an attacker you see where the spike is on the map so you would see that the spike is moving Like <laughs> you, you could tell where the defender was taking it there would be no secrecy there uh, but there still could be times where it would be advantageous to yoink the spike as a defender and take it away to a more defensible location uh, I mean, it could times. be very funny that would
2: be, it would be throwing to not it would yeah. be insanely broken for
1: defenders if you could move the spike Well, the, the, imagine well, they, how they, much more be... broken uh, yeah. movement duelists would be so like, oh, you ain't this spike, Yoru TP's into my spawn, baby, yeah. let's go. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, no, just like run in, kill the person
2: with spike, run over it and TP mm-hmm. home. Like that's
1: Yeah, Yoru's like, oh, my whole strat is to ult. Hopefully they forgot the spike somewhere and just deliver it back to my fucking spawn. Yeah. <laughs> that would make the game infinitely worse. I it mean it would just be It interesting, would be a lot, add a lot more chaos for sure.
2: <laughs> it would be chaos, but it would just be defenders win. Like, that's just insane.
0: <laughs> well, the the thing that I was thinking about, it, there are two... That was my first reaction. Like, oh, it's a huge buff to the defenders. And I think it, I think it is. But the two somewhat counterpoints I, I came up with is, first of all, it's, um, you know, in many rounds, you're not dropping the spike in enemy territory. And if you are, uh, you are most commonly losing those rounds anyway. Uh, because, you know, you should have the person... Not, not the person, the person entering site should not have the bomb. Uh, And if you all of a sudden have your person with the spike die, chances are there are people on site who are killing you as you're entering and it's a bloodbath already and you are going to lose the round. So like, even if it is a buff, how often would it be relevant? And the second thing is that there'd be a lot of interesting mind games where you could like, for one, use your knowledge of where the enemy, you can, where you can look at where the enemy is taking the spike and then... Use that to figure out where the defenders' positions are to then capitalize on it. So, like, I think it would be very interesting, even if it is definitely a buff to the defenders.
1: On that mind game, though, like, aren't the defenders going to think of that, too? There's, like, the extra layer on top, but then they still have the advantage of putting it in a defensible area. Oh, sure. Like, say, for example, like, it's on bind. They obviously would take it back to their spawn, right? But then you wouldn't necessarily be in spawn. You'd probably have someone looking down, uh, like the B hallway that looks into spawn. Like, yeah, that'd be like infinitely more angles that you're like, okay, <laughs> how is then, this person going to do this?
0: Let, let's say you drop the spike by elbow though, as an as an attacker, and then a defender, you know, yoinks it and goes elbow. You have someone who's smoked off in hookah. They can see where the spike is going and spam the person down potentially as they cross through CT to get to their spawn. And obviously, you know, maybe the defender realizes that, that they don't have hookah control, and they just hold it in elbow, and now you have to push elbow. Um, but yeah, it, it it would definitely be a not... I, I definitely don't think it's something Riot should do, just to be clear. But I feel like there could be some very interesting situations that would arise because of that.
2: The only way that I could see it being kind of fun and, like, possibly balanced, but I, in this case, I don't think it would be used very much, is mm-hmm. if um while you were carrying the spike you were suppressed and constantly pinged as a defender
0: well the the ping would just be that now they wouldn't have to look at the mini map to know where you are i guess
2: yeah no i mean like yeah they you are like highlighted like oh yeah yeah walls and shit. like you are constantly pinged oh yeah and, i didn't and suppressed yeah i wasn't
0: really picturing it like i didn't explain this very clearly but I was kind of picturing it with the suppression part uh, in that, like, I was imagining that rather than just having it in, you know, as one of your weapons, the spike, like, if you're an attacker, like, that you'd be, like, carrying the spike with both ha- hands as a defender. So you couldn't be fighting with the spike in your possession. But you were solely yeah. carrying the spike. I mean, I
2: guess, like, you could maybe not, not even have your gun out, too. But I was saying, like, you yeah. couldn't TP, you couldn't dash, you couldn't, like, nothing when you had the spike.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was envisioning basically picking it up
0: like you were an attacker. That makes sense because I didn't really specify. It, it's just how how it was in my head versus how I said it.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: but yeah, I I now feel it's like, like maybe you're
1: delivering the payload.
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that, it takes yourself out of the fight, and you're revealing your position while you're doing it, which adds a little bit more of that counterbalance.
2: Hmm. Still I would mean, be could strong, be funny. But like, oh yeah, it could be really funny. I think it would be strong or. If you, like, make it balanced enough, then it would be useless. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think it could be, like, a fun gimmick mode or something like that. Uh, just yeah. something kooky and crazy that Valorant's like, April Fool's Day uh, in Spike Rush, now you can pick up the Spike as the Attacker. It'd also yeah, be a it'd
0: also be crazy, it's so interesting if you manage to get like a, a crazy flank going from the defender side, and you find that the attackers, you know, let's say not a ton has happened in this round so far, you find the attackers have left the the spike on the ground to come back to it later, and you get mm-hmm. to that position, then you have a really interesting choice of do I pick this up and run to take it to our controlled territory or do I push, you know, further to take the duel and get the backstab first because as soon as I pick up the spike, they're going to know that I'm here and I have it and potentially swarm me if they're close.
1: Then the Valorant announcer just comes up, you idiots. Leaving the spike has consequences. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, the, the boys just roast you. Yeah. yeah That'd so- be pretty
1: funny. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah, okay. So, well, this next one I'll save for when Cass is here because I think
1: this is something that'd be very much up his alley. Um. Oh, okay. Buffed this one... up. yeah, we know his, we know his, his alley. <laughs>
2: <laughs> his alley is currently in Australia. The dude, uh, yeah. dude is not here this week because he, you know, decided that his love for Sky was uh new no bounds and he needed mm-hmm. to go seek her out.
1: I more thought he just hated VCT Americas. Now he's he's just a Pacific lover. Yeah, he, he went to like the no place v- where Australia, Oceania. you know, is very well known. You know,
2: that Val- Valorant, you know, loves their oceanic players. So
1: yeah, <laughs> he, he's just a he's just a little hermit out there, just being like. If only they buff the Op Man. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah,
1: is a mm-hmm. even
0: smaller topic that actually relates to the previous one. I was thinking that, you know, while Valorant doesn't have any sort of uh, kick system to boot people out of your, your game if they're being toxic, um, we talked about how you can't shoot your teammates, but the single most toxic thing, well, outside of, like, you know, using alts to kill someone, but the thing that you can consistently do to really screw your team if you want to throw, that I think all of us have experienced a decent bit, is when you just, you know, take the spike as, you know, an attacker and just run it right into into the defender's waiting arms in order to sabotage the round. Right. And so I'm wondering if uh there could be a spike carrier ban where you could, you know, vote on someone who cannot pick up the spike unless they're the last alive. Because I think that would be very helpful to combat toxicity and I can't really think of a ton of potential for abuse cuz like, you know, if you're a toxic duelist, you're not going to want to have to carry the spike yourself if you ban your your Brimstone from carrying it. Like, I, I don't I don't think that would be abused very much, and it'd be very helpful to deal with people who were, uh, you know, really trying to sabotage.
2: I'm honestly okay with it. I think, uh, you know, you could get into situations where people ban someone from carrying the spike because they just think they're bad. Mm-hmm. But often, like, you kind of want your worst player carrying the that, spike what I'm anyway. Saying, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. so it, like, if you're actually trying to win the game, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, I think that it does make sense to have this, you know.
1: I think uh, like I think there'd be scenarios definitely where it'd be fo- or like where it would help a lot, but I could just see it being like the ultimate vibe killer in a team. <laughs> I mean, I guess the the person like you're banning they're kind of toxic already, but like right. imagine the like you're playing the game killing the vibe, right? It, but like imagine like you're playing the game and then like a person's just like doing bad or like <laughs> throwing but not. Like, intentionally just being an ass or anything like that, intentionally being toxic, that boat just throws out and it's like, oh, okay, I see how this lobby is. But, like, I feel like most
0: of the time the toxicity that happens now is, you know, people say, oh, well, you're a spike bitch. They'll throw the spike on you if you're doing that, which, which is the opposite. And I feel like they still would do that because, you know, they're saying your primary value to us is planting spike because you're not doing anything else.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to that, take that away. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to take that away. <laughs> I mean, the only case where this could put, kind of be like a vibe killer is if somebody was so bad that they kept like running past site and like taking duels while they had spike. And so people like banned them from doing that and then you'd be like, "Yo, what the fuck, man? Like I should yeah. be able to carry spike however I want." Um I mean, but at that yeah, point, that like, person is also you know, wrong. In that stop, stop running right. through the site. Yeah. Plant the spike if you're going to take it. I'd rather take it myself. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Mm-hmm.
1: But it's just like I—I I feel like that'd just be almost a tool to increase toxicity. When I feel like when you have a th- or a toxic person like that, it might already be a lost game. Mm-hmm. Like, or a lot of times it is a lost game. It would yeah. just like, make
2: it slightly more useful on in those games because if somebody is like running into sight with spike like the, they're able to get the spawn or just think like the reaction time mm-hmm. on the round to get the spike you're mm-hmm. you're like you lose the round because you know they're not going to play it
1: yeah yeah that actually reminds me yeah um sorry uh to cut you off there was a show match in the off season where uh i think it was like moisa shopify and cloud nine or it was like with ludwig and mango who played smash um and then, like, a bunch of the other players. There was, like, a secret agent on each team that was, like, playing for the other team. That's funny. So, so like, the meta for attack, or for uh, team on defense, was to have their secret agent grab the spike. And then have them ferry it to <laughs> the enemy or to your team. But then, they're not really a secret so, agent
0: anymore, are they? I feel like they're blowing. Well, yeah, no. Then you I blow
1: they, your it, who it was, but it's or double agent is the better way, not secret agent. Mm-hmm. So just like the person who's like working against the team within it, but both teams had one doing it.
0: Yeah, and see so. that would have been a more interesting thing if that person could have been banned from carrying the spike, and then they had yeah. to sabotage it more. <laughs> there you go,
1: lines. I guess. Yeah, because I, I guess it I kind of. Yeah. Brings in both of your topics, because it was basically the person on your team carrying the spike for you. And you want to ban that fucker off?
0: Because yeah. the reason why I thought about this is that, you know, if, if you're playing a man down, it's a 4v5. You're going to lose the majority of those, but you still have a chance. If you have someone who is toxic and is, you know, buying ops and giving them to the other team, uh, you know, it, chances are also not good. But it's just that you, the, the toxic person picking up the spike will just straight up prevent you from winning unless you can then, you know, 4v5 on kills alone, which the defense is not going to give you if they're smart. Um, so it just, it just is so, it's just by far the most effective method of throwing, which is why I thought if we could address this, I think it could be good. And then the question is, how big is the potential for abuse, which is what we were discussing. And I just feel like it isn't nearly I think nearly it's kind of small, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair.
1: And yeah. like my perceived abuse... Or not even abuse, it's just, like, a chance of harming a team that has a chance to win anyways. Like, yeah, that's, like, kind of my thought, but it could be pretty small. It was just kind of a thing that popped in my brain about it.
0: Oh, for sure. Okay. I, I think the biggest drama starter that could happen as a result of this is if you have a Gecko player who is taking Spike and they are planning to aggressively. They're sending in Wingman with Spike ahead of the team. And then you yeah, ban so them from team having Your team just bans
2: Spike. Gecko from having Right, Spike, and then yeah. of course
0: they, they, there's a good chance they're going to be tilted out of their minds with that. So maybe you shouldn't do that. But if it did, you know, mm-hmm. if you did, uh, that could definitely cause some drama in the team. Yeah, yeah for sure.
2: I mean, I think it's, I, that, that's such a hard situation. Um, yeah, because what do you say to that gecko? A lot of the time, like you, <laughs> right. you can be like, "Hey, gecko, can you like wait till we have more control of sight until like, I, hey, I think it would be better if we get a couple of people on site before you use wingman to plant." But yeah, that's a toss up on whether or not they're gonna get fucking tilted and toxic after that.
3: True, mm-hmm. true.
2: A- any kind of criticism, it's really hard to levy to your team because you don't know if they're gonna take it the wrong way and absolutely hate you and then start throwing. Oh
0: yeah. It can be the smallest thing and some, you know, 12 year old is going to then throw from round one because perhaps you said, perhaps you shouldn't peak in this scenario.
2: Yeah. And there are different uh, strategies on how to go about that. Like I typically like to tell my team, I like to, you know, in, in the nicest way possible be like, Hey, you know, I think that maybe we should do this next round, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And, and try to like, kind of lead the team in the right direction. Uh, Cass will never use his all, all chat comms ever.
0: His voice chat,
2: um, yeah, yeah. His vo- okay. voice chat, whatever. Team yeah, yeah. team chat. Like mm-hmm. he just, you know, he'll he'll call him during the rounds. But if it comes to like a strategy call, he'll be like, "Fuck, our Reina keeps doing this." Blah 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 blah. He'll like be bitching to me in Discord. I'm like, "Why don't you, you know, suggest something else to her?" Yeah. <laughs> like, and he he just would never would.
0: Yeah, and the biggest thing that you said there, Chase, which I fully agree with, is if you phrase it as we as a team should do this. That's much better to avoid confrontation than if you say, Reyna, you need to stop pushing by yourself and say, "We, sh- I think we should hit the site as a team this round. Like, it just comes off much less confrontational. And I feel like, you know, there's- I have a lot better success with that.
1: Than when people yeah, have yeah, very different to be like, oh, we're all, at-, or like <laughs> assign blame to the whole team versus just, oh, it's just this one guy.
0: Right, and even if it yeah, is no, 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 just no. the one guy, it feels better to be at a, a team thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels better, and I think it's better to be, you know, to phrase it as a team thing and then be more specific, of course. Like, like, you know, um, hey, I think, you know, we're we're getting overly aggressive. Uh, how about we have Reyna and Gecko, you guys push up A-long together, and, you know, the other three of us will go up um, A-short. So Something like that, you actually like, call a play, but then put the person that you know is the trouble person in a scenario where they have to play off their teammates.
1: Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, doing it's always like it's a mental battle in Valorant like in all senses where it's just like not even against the enemy but like with your teammates it's like how are they going to take this? Yeah. So,
0: oh, for sure. Yeah, mental Valorant in mental is part. incredibly weak on average.
1: <laughs> mhm. I think like most competitive games mental is like pretty fucking weak it's it's ridiculous how like on like a freaking tightrope these people are and like one little thing they're they're done
2: Yeah. yeah
1: just into the abyss yeah
0: one message that i love sending in uh text chat in all chat that i send you know more than i should have reason to Uh, is bro is tilted in round one. (laughs) That happens so much that we'll win round one and enemy will just be going off, throwing out the insults like, uh, you camper, how do you play the game? This, You know, all kinds of different stuff. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) round one tilted. This is a great start for us. (laughs) (laughs) You throw
1: throw that without them saying anything in all chat. You just... You just throw yeah. it out there is literally just like a little mine <laughs> To where it's like I'm not tilted like,
3: what are you talking <laughs> about
1: yeah. yeah it's either I'm like children. Nothing happened yeah. so nothing bad like Occurred or Like it just set something off Set something like, off yeah. or
2: there is someone That is bitching to their entire team right now In voice comms and they see that message in all Chat and they think how the
1: fuck Did they know <laughs> Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or they like Respond it's like you get the all chat back. Yeah, this fucking Raina dude, it's like,
2: <laughs> yeah. you're
1: just like, oh excellent. yeah, I got him. Yeah. I <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, didn't see this. I did the.
2: <laughs> yeah. Did the the finger.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't
2: know how to describe that over <laughs> <an> audio. <form. laughs> the, the, yes. Yes. Yeah, Very the, good. The, that hand gesture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. There's speaking of all te- uh, toxic all chats. I was just thinking that the most, you know uh reprehensible stupid disgusting thing that you can do in all chat besides uh you know actually like racial slurs sexism any of the any of the classics that's stru- like strictly confined to the game that always makes me a little sad when i see it is when you just start flaming your teammate in all chat when you're just like gg mm-hmm. would be winning if not for our of sucking like, I, I yeah. see that also way too often.
2: I'm like, what are yeah, you when, doing? Yeah, when when you have to let the other team know that uh, it's a su- single person on your team, you're like, yeah. dude, they know. Like, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, When you also wonder how correct that person is. You think, you know, yeah. if they're being that toxic, maybe they're just blaming uh, someone when they're not rightly to be blamed.
1: Yeah, it's like three rounds in, and like it's like the team like structures like six kills for the top fragger, who's like the toxic one or no six kills this guy says nothing three kills and then like everyone else has one kill so it's like four mm-hmm. rounds in or something that three kill guys like man these one kill guys <laughs> yeah, they yeah. can't do anything and it's like oh yeah you got two exits on a round and like saved your sting <laughs> you got dude. two like, oh kills. <laughs> man good job bro i'm yeah, glad you're so yeah. <laughs> far ahead
2: of us by like two mm-hmm. kills <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. and that reminds me of like the the funniest like all chat insult that i've ever seen like I think it was on my team and someone all chatted it. It was, uh, it was in league of legends and, uh, they're like, yeah, unfortunately for us, uh, our top laner downloaded the extra chromosome DLC. And I was just like, what the
3: I is that a real mean? thing that
1: happens? Can you get an extra chromosome? And if so, what does that cause? I, I legitimately no, extra... don't know. Well, chromosomes uh, like your DNA, and so right. like having an extra one is bad. <laughs> I mean, you would think, but like, what practically happens if that? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure up. like I mean, autistic people have like more, uh or like it's something weird with that. So, so it was basically. I know, I know, like
2: like Down thing. syndrome has something to do with cho- chromosomes. I know, like I don't know, yeah, there, there are other diseases mm-hmm. that are like chromosomal, but but the, the I don't downloading know if that's the is what to the correct But the da- downloading, down- down- <laughs> it's yeah. like downloading more RAM.
1: <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. it. Like... <laughs> it was just like an artful way of being incredibly toxic. And I was like, that is horrible, but I I did yeah. laugh. Mm-hmm. So. Sometimes yeah. that happens. It's like, you
0: know what? Mm-hmm. I, I respect the creativity even if I don't respect the message.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: There's always stuff about that, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I mean, I'm kind of down to wrap up here if you guys are. We had a, a nice. Uh, long pod, lots of pro, some other random
1: stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm down. Are there any Absolutely. I just wanted
2: to say that it, uh, it's called, uh, uh, tr- trisomy. Tri- trisomy is having an additional chromosome. Okay. Um, and it says that down syndrome, Edward syndrome and Pateau syndrome are the most common forms of it.
1: That's How much does that saw. cost on the steam store?
2: Uh, it's probably about two of your least favorite skins.
1: Oh shit. <laughs> You know, I, I have a lot
0: of least favorite skins. I could, I could. I, couldn't I,
1: I guess I can shovel off some battle pass skins.
0: <laughs> I'm still holding out it for there being a, a external market at some point where I can get top dollar for my Poly Fox skins.
2: Yeah, I'll pay it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That'd be wild be, like, Oh, dude, someone yeah, paid you sixty bucks <laughs> for a Polyfox Bulldog, and it's like, oh, that would I come in, I'll be like,
2: dude, I got this sick new Poly Fox Bulldog. It only cost me sixty bucks. <laughs> yeah.
1: I would sure, feast, because I think I have all the exclusive skins. I uh, think I, I have man. Champs 2021, the Arcane, or all the Champs ones, the lock-in, and I think the China fan. Um, I'm a Riot Chill, and I bought them. <laughs> so <laughs> I would make bank. You would. You would.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one day, one day. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Blade. thank you for filling in today.
1: Um, yeah, no problem. It's, fun. It.
2: it's always tough being down a person, so I'm glad you could make the time.
1: Yeah, no big deal. It was fun. Uh, let's just go Sentinels or 100 Thieves. Get yeah. one of the other ones out of <laughs> the group. Mm-hmm. That's all I'll say. Uh, yeah. Have a good one, guys.
2: Yeah. We'll drink with you later.